0: You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Lumber 102 FM. Hello there, and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, uh, looking at all the latest in tech, answering any questions you may have, and if you want to contact the show or the station, you can call 69 200 or you can text or WhatsApp 871 And as always, you can email me patrick102fm at gmail.com or you can email the station reception102 at gmail.com. And um, any questions you might have, I'll get onto them on the next show. And to start off, we actually have a question from uh, Joe Corbett. And uh Joe doesn't say where he 's from, but uh, he was asking what is the do you have any smart watch recommendations and it's, it all depends on yourself i suppose um you know uh if you're using uh apple the probably apple products might be the best if you use an android there's more of a variety and there's different ones but there's also generic ones then as well that don't um they're not proprietary or they're not you know directly connected to to uh, uh your phone's ecosystem kind of thing um it depends on what budget you're on as well um so say if you're with Apple you'd have the Apple Watch the newest version of those Um, if you're with Android you could have you know say I suppose the top ones would be like the likes of the Samsung Galaxy Watch you know the Galaxy Watch Classic and the Galaxy Watch I think it's four it's on now um but if you're on more of a budget so those samsung galaxy have a little bit of their own software but they're based on um wear os which is google's own software the same software is built in so those would be the most uh, connectable to the watch you can have your spotify you can have all your your google apps and everything on the watch as well you know you can have sat nav and everything built into them but most of them are quite expensive but they vary there's cheaper ones as well um I think it's fossil designed uh, software with with Google OS, um, and they they supply it to a range of different. I think they supply it to Diesel. I have one of the Diesel ones, the axial. Um, they supply it to Armani. They supply it to you know, fossil themselves, and a few a few different companies um, use the the fossil's developed uh, software, and. Um, they're okay they're pretty good the downside say of the one i have is the battery life is very short you know so it's a day and that's it whereas the previous watch i had didn't have any google software but it had the you know step tracker blood oxygen sensor um sleep monitor uh heart rate monitor all that kind of stuff and it had um you know, it can control music but not install the Spotify app or whatever like that. But if your music is playing, you can play and pause and change songs and turn the volume up and down. So it can do that, but it's not a deep integration, but it's a basic integration. Um, that was the Realme Watch 2, the, the, but the battery was lasting like 25, 26 days. So it was a massive difference in battery life. Um, but the, the, the Wear OS is a more integrated system and it's like having a phone on your wrist like a proper you know you can well although you can i was going to say you can control the camera but i think you can control the camera with the other ones as well so Uh, and also price difference most of the wear os they have to pay for the software so they're more expensive um you can shop around for bargains uh in certain watch shops and and online and things like that Uh, you'll get bargains especially like previous years models and things like that um but the average, I suppose, is about 300 for the Wear OS ones, whereas the like that Realme Watch 2 is about 50, 60 euro. And it does pretty much all of the same things, but it doesn't have the apps, the official apps. And it doesn't, I don't know if the a lot of them don't have sat-navs and things built in or don't have the, the Google version of it anyway with the Google Maps and all that uh, so, it all depends on your budget. You know if you have a budget of three or four hundred euro, you could go for the the likes of the Samsung one or some of the other top ones um, if you're budget, if you're, you know, you're not as bothered about it, you just want to have something to make sure your steps are tracked and everything that's like that, you could get either a band, which would be a more basic one. Uh, there's the Samsung bands and there's the, the uh, real me band, me band five or whatever it is or six, uh, whatever they're on now. And there's the the likes of the, if you want a slightly bigger square face, watch, the bands are narrow. They're literally that, like a like a band, uh, but the, the the watches then have the bigger face, a more square face, and uh, are the the ones with the OS the, that I was looking at anyway. A lot of them are round face ones, but you can get square ones of those as well but um yeah it all depends on what you're looking for if you just want all your things tracked and things like that and you don't you don't, you're not bothered about paying too much money you don't want to pay too much money then the likes of one of those you know the Realme watch 2 or something like that um there's loads of ones in the in that price bracket uh i know it maybe uh, you might be better off say it depends on what brand of phone you have get one like that um you know, uh, Huawei and Realme and, uh, all the different, uh, Samsung, um, all the phone brands have their own ones as well. And most of them have a budget version as well that will do most of that stuff. Check the specs as well, you know, and, and, but they will work, work cross platform. Say I had a Xiaomi band on a Realme, you know, and they don't, they're not connected to each other and it's still worked, you know, it's still, it's all Android, so they'll work anyway, uh, I know less so with some that have like the likes of Samsung would have some Samsung apps on the watch that wouldn't work with a non-Samsung watch or they wouldn't integrate fully. But, uh, but all the all the tracking, although some, sometimes you can actually download Samsung apps on different makes. I've done that before as well. Uh, the, you can download the apps from the Play Store and things like that, Samsung apps on a non-Samsung phone. So that might be a way around it as well. So that's a few different options for you there so um, yeah I hope you'll get sorted out with a with a decent watch and uh, best of luck with that uh, I have some different news bits up here oh so uh, speaking of Realme we were talking about they have a 125 watt phone charger on their new uh, the Realme GT2 uh, series Android phone can draw power as quickly as a gaming laptop which is pretty wild this is an article I'm looking at where is it on t tree dot Uh, So during the week, if I'm looking at different interesting articles, I'll send it to myself. I made my own little WhatsApp group just to myself, and I send any kind of things that might be interesting. So I have a look at those. Plus, I have my computer here with multiple windows open with all the latest stories and things like that. Uh, Realme is one of the more interesting smartphones around, uh, some of the best Android phones, especially if you're on tight budget. Saying that now, I'm currently using their flagship from last year, the Realme GT 5G, And I'm having a bit of trouble with it. Uh, Every so often, the the screen, it happened yesterday, the screen went completely black, but the phone was still on. And I couldn't get the screen to go back on. I had to actually look up a YouTube video about doing a hard reset on it. I had to hold in the power and the volume up button and kind of uh, wait like 30 seconds and all that for it to do a hard reset. uh, Because the normal, where you hold in the power button wasn't working. Um, But that seemed to work and come back on. But every so often, the screen was, flicker and go off but I've heard some complaints about it, and it has the new Snapdragon the top chip that you can get from last year like on any phone in it so I thought you know that that would mean it's it's going to be fairly reliable fairly powerful everything like that but um, it's been a a bit glitchy and I don't know if it's happening with other Snapdragon 888 phones but it's it's, it's been happening with mine anyway Uh, but a restart does seem to fix it but I I don't like to have that because I had the, the Realme what was the other one the um their previous um, flagship the year before uh, before that or two years before probably uh, before that and um, that was flawless it never gave trouble you know my, my wife is using it now and it's brilliant like it was pretty much the same as this phone without the 5G um and if, if if my wife didn't have it, I'd probably be using it myself again. I'd nearly have gone back to it. But uh, it's, it's not... Maybe if I did like a, a factory reset and set things up again, it might be okay. Maybe, I don't know, it was something I installed or something. But uh, it's been a bit glitchy. Uh, but I have heard that with um i read some article about it they're not those chips are not as well made as the previous flagship snapdragons Uh, and they think it's because of the chip shortage and all that they were kind of scrimping a bit or they, they rushed them a bit and um yeah it's not not quite as good the phone is not quite as reliable as the previous model um but anyway, uh, they're 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 making a new super fast charging. Any 125 watts for a phone is ridiculously fast charging. So um, I have 65 watt fast charging in this, and it's like f- from 4,500 milliamp hours is is um, which is a good size battery uh, is full in about 28 minutes, 27 minutes, something like that. Uh, with 125 watts, it's probably be 20 minutes or less with a, 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 a like. Five thousand milliamp hour phone would be full. It's very very fast charging. Uh, so that's what they're working on uh, on for their next. We uh, viewed the Realme Nine Pro and found it to be great value for money. So this is just a uh, their their. Uh, promoting this phone Samsung Galaxy S22 and all that 120Hz audio. so they're just comparing the phones but it was just that story was pretty much about the, the fast charger um, so there's first looks at the PlayStation uh, PlayStation officially kind of released some pictures and some information about the PlayStation VR 2 uh, so it'll be look quite similar like a sleeker, smoother version of the headset of the original one but the hands Part are very different. Uh, they're like the ones for the um, what's the other brand of VR headset, the famous one with the rings that go around your wrist. Like it's it's a thing you hold on, like a handle you hold onto, and there's a hoop around it, like the Oculus Rift controllers. Um, so. Yeah, they're they're very. They have the the black and white theme, like the like the PS five. Um, yeah, more sleeker looking, but there's a lot of new technology involved. Apparently, there's eye tracking that uh, tracks where your eye is moving to, and on the the two little screens that you'll be looking through in the headset, and it kind of. Um, it makes the picture sharper at where you're looking, so to, to save on CPU and things like that. So it's it, it, yeah, it's very um, much more advanced. Um, let's see, you'll notice the PSVR two headset has a similar shape to the PSVR two uh, sense controller. Yeah, so they're just talking about their uh, their their philosophy and smoothness and all this kind of the the usual kind of speak. But technology wise, for the PSVR two headset, we took come for it a few steps further new features such as lens adjustment dial uh, so users have additional option to match the lens to the distance between their eyes yes yeah, so that's very good that wasn't available in the first VR headset um, so this one is where the the, the part you look through the, the lenses move in and out to, to match the width of your eyes and things like that no I didn't seem to have a problem with it my little nephew used it I used it my wife used it and we, I don't think any of us had a problem but, um, I suppose if it was movable it would there'd be a certain amount of uh of it'd be even better you know and more um more uh, comfortable to look into and things like that it might be less chance of headaches and motion shift and things like that as you're looking around uh, that kind of put your balance off or make you kind of like motion sickness um, we also created a slimmer design with a slight weight reduction even with the new added features such as a new built-in motor for the headset feedback so is that like a vibration motor built into the headset or something that it, it vibrates if something happens or I'm not sure uh, it was quite a challenge to create a slimmer design with new features and uh, and engineering teams yeah so that's additionally we've integrated a new vent design oh so this is very important so the big problem anybody who's used the VR headset that I have anyway uh, the first PSVR is it fogs up straight away you know especially if you come in from outside and you know your temperature is different than the temperature of the room kind of thing or if you're sweating from being outside and you put on the headset it just fogs up immediately so apparently with this they've built a new integrated vent design for the PSVR2 that will um, think users uh, that they think users will uh, enjoy Uh, Eugene Morisawa uh, Senior Art Director at SIE led the, the, the headset design of psvr2 and explains uh, when i started to work on the psvr headset 2 one of the areas i wanted to focus on was the idea of creating a vent in the headset to let air out see so what you want to do like when you're clearing the windows of your car you want to normalize the inside and outside temperature isn't that it's something like that where it just stays clear um, similar to the vents on the PSV, uh, PS5 console that allows airflow, our engineers came up with a, this idea as a good way to allow ventilation and have, avoid having the lens fog, uh, the lens to fog up while players are immersed in their VR games. Uh, I worked on many design concepts to achieve this, and in the final design, you can see that there is a little space in between the top and front surface of the scope uh, that contains the integrated ventilation. I'm really proud of how this turned out and the positive feedback I've gotten so far I hope our PlayStation fans will also agree and can't wait to try them out so that's good uh Yeah, so um, the PS5 console DualSense controller, we also included tiny PlayStation symbols uh, so that's just the design features and things like that. Uh, The screens, including uh, there are plenty of exciting new features to look forward to, uh, including visually the visual fidelity in 4K HDR and state-of-the-art graphical rendering. Enhanced tracking, such as uh, inside-out camera tracking, in other words it watches your eyeball moving around and uh, it it, uh, says up the picture to suit that new playstation vr2 sense technology features such as headset feedback and the new intuitive psvr2 sense controller that creates an incredibly deep feeling of immersion uh, additionally the psvr2 system comes in a simple single card setup so you can connect your game's uh, to your games directly, so that was the pro- problem with the previous. Now, even better would be if it was rechargeable and you didn't, it was wireless, but uh, one card is still better than the current setup, especially if you're using it on PS5. I had to get an adapter or cable and I was like, plug this into that and plug this into, and like, the, the, there's a box for running it and all. And it was very, uh, (laughs) it was a very awkward process. Uh, It took me a few goes to figure it out and to get it working. Uh, So that was, um, that will be a a definite improvement. Uh, So that's it about the PSVR 2 headset. the, oh, i have another question here actually i'm just looking through the messages uh james in the castle west has a big size sitting room and the tv speakers are too weak for movies and live sport so uh, he wants to buy a sound bar um, only output from the tv is a headphone jack and the budget is under 200 euro okay <laughs> um so it all depends there's a few different types of sound bars um, there's the ones with the, the subwoofer built into them and there's the one with the he says he's a big size sitting room so he wants a good bit of power i suppose the ones with the all depends on what. it doesn't say if he wants it to on a stand or anything or if it's on the wall or something like that but mostly it would be on a stand so uh you have a good bit of options. i suppose when you say big size sitting room you want a good bit of power so you want um the likes of and what's the budget 200 so yeah there's there's a few different options um you'd want at least like 120 watts or more um i've been looking at a few different recently actually i was looking at an article about them uh just off the top of my head but um i was the likes of there's a tcl um one for about 140 euro with 260 watts um that power for money that's probably one of the best but power isn't 100 percent always it either there's the likes of sony ones um for the around the 100 mark with about 120 watts um there's always your samsung's and your other ones uh so i presume if you're go, if you're looking for it depends on what you want um if you just want all built into one you can get that um, try to get a one with a sub if you want like a big improvement from the built in speakers you'd want one with either a subwoofer separate or a good subwoofer built in uh, a good bit of power you know the 2.1 speakers rather than 2 channel You know, uh, 2.1 is the subwoofer as well uh, so you'd want a 2.1 with a good subwoofer and as much power as you can get for your money so shop around uh, look for you know for a 200 budget you can get up to you know 260 watts uh, for like 150 or so but if you as you say you have a big room you would probably want a separate subwoofer for out and out power you know Um, so you'd have the little box but you can put that some of them are wireless and you can put them anywhere in the room they might have they usually have their own plug so what you could do is have your sound bar under your TV uh, make sure it fits the width of the the legs of your TV if your TV is on a stand Uh, Some of them come with wall brackets. If you have your TV on the wall or something, you could just put it under the TV or put it for your height or something. Uh, But mostly your TV would be on a stand, I suppose, so one that will fit between the legs. Or if you have room in front of it, you can just have it in front of the TV. Um, And if it has a separate subwoofer, a lot of the times you can kind of put the subwoofer at a different part of the room, plug it in, and it will wirelessly connect. And then you'll... um, You'll be able to um, uh, have your bass. The speaker for the subwoofer doesn't need to be directly in front of you; it can be somewhere else, and then you can you can still feel the the the, the, the bass uh, from it. So, um, now you said the only output from your TV is the headphone jack output, so you will need um, one that has. Now you can get cables that will headphone jack the headphone jack so if you have a, a, a aux input uh you can plug into that you can also get a cable that has rca to headphone jack to aux as they call it uh and then you can plug it in that way but some of the like optical now you you couldn't get an op you can get a converter optical to uh headphone jack or you can probably get a converter hdmi to headphone jack but you would need um you would need uh uh, converter, an active converter for that, uh, which is a little box that you plug in and you'd plug your your uh, input in on one side and you get a different output out the other side, but it's a little bit messy uh, sometimes, but they're handy sometimes, I've used them um, but what you could also get is yeah, pro- probably in that budget is HDMI pass-through which is, or HDMI ARC is another one which is where your TV uh, can output sound into the say you could plug your you'd have your playstation or whatever plugged into your tv and you might have a spare hdmi and that could be a hdmi arc which means it can go back and forth so you could plug if it's a a soundbar with hdmi arc you could plug a hdmi into that and uh plug that into the into the a sound bar, and that would actually just be like a, a sound cable, and it would also give you control of the TV and all that with your remote control. And your control, you say you could use your TV controller to control the volume on the soundbar bar uh, as well, and some of the controls possibly. Um, but that's that's a way of doing it. If you have a spare HDMI input on your TV and it's an ARC one, you can uh, plug that straight into the sound bar. Uh, but another way is pass through true it 's with the sound some sound bars have an input and output, uh, so what you can do is say if you have only it, it helps if you 've only one device though say if you just had a PlayStation on your TV or a Skybox or something like that, you can plug that into the input of the um, soundbar, and you can plug the uh, output. Uh, cable out of the output into the t v so it 'll pass through and then you 'll have the audio there um so yeah there's a few different options there um, it all depends like uh, if it 's the only output from the t v is um a headphone jack, it might be a slightly older t v it might because most of them have optical and things like that, so the newer ones um, uh so an optical would be kind of. I suppose a, a HDMI and optical would probably be the best sound quality but the jack is fine too. Uh the jack would be grand so you could have the headphone jack to an AUX input jack or AUX to AUX uh or the the converter for the for the RCA cables the the red and white uh they usually are in the in the back of the so make sure you get the the sound bar that has those inputs you need uh, whichever way you want to go about it and you you need the cable then as well some of them come with the cable you can double check if they come with a cable Uh, some of them come with a bunch of cables so best of luck with that anyway uh yeah it's very good now if you have space i suppose the ideal would be like a 5-1 surround sound system or a 7-1 surround sound but sometimes there could be a lot of wiring with them and you said sound bar so i presume you want a simple one so uh yeah so as much kind of wattage and uh, extras you know you might have bluetooth connection as well you could connect with bluetooth to certain devices and there's lots of different ones nowadays and you've dolby atmos and you have different uh, sound effects as well for good sound quality and look at reviews of the individual ones you're looking at and things like that so uh, best to look with that um linux agrees so we'll look at some of the latest in tech now Uh, linux agrees a deal to buy focus scientific solutions so Irish scientific and medical solutions partner linux has announced a deal to buy Focus Scientific Solutions, the Mead-based laboratory equipment specialist. Uh, Lennox said the deal will support the creation of 30 high-level roles uh, over the next two years and will see the company become the largest independent Irish company in the sector. Uh, Founded in Dublin in 1923, Lennox employs 50 people across sites in Dublin and Cork. Uh, Focus Scientific Solutions, founded in 2007, is situated in Stamolin in County Meath and employs 14 people. Uh, Lennox CEO Leslie Brett says today's announcement represents a new phase for Lennox building on its 100 year history. Uh, Over the last five years, we have prioritized investment in systems training and logistics and have transformed the company in a tailored end-to-end solutions provider Uh, so yeah there's a lot of movement in the medical sector at the moment of course with covid and everything so uh, yeah it's quite a busy time Uh, ring opens its app to non-ring cameras for a price Uh, select third party onvif cameras will work with ring starting in april uh, smart home security company Ring is expanding its capabilities of the Ring app to add cameras that support ON uh, VIF the open network video interface forum <laughs> okay that's what that stands for is an open standard that allows devices to communicate with each other even if they are from different manufacturers. Uh, The compatible cameras are generally IP-based cameras and often powered over Ethernet. Uh, Common form factor is dome-shaped with the ability to pan and tilt, although there are hundreds of different options. Uh, So what's uh, Ring will... uh, which is owned by Amazon, hasn't released a list of compatible, I was just looking for that, uh, cameras yet, but says to expect uh, to support ONVIF uh, compatible cameras. They need to have the following criteria. Support a stream of 1080p or lower support a stream of video stream of 1080p or lower uh, support uh, h.264 encoding have onvif enabled and have a valid pass- uh, password set uh, to use the integration uh, which goes live in april users will have to pay for a ring protect subscription plan of 20 quid a month or 200 a year and have a ring alarm pro which is 250 dollars uh the pro is the company's latest security hub that includes an eero mesh router lte external battery setup and local storage so it's (laughs) yeah if you want to use your cameras you'll have to you'll have to spend a few quid and a monthly that monthly monthly fee is very expensive Meta announces plans to build an AI-powered universal speech translator. A universal AI translation could be a killer app for Meta's future. Uh, Meta, the owner of Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, has announced an ambitious new AI research project to create translation software that works for everyone in the world. The project has announced uh, has been announced as part of an event focusing on a broad range of benefit uh, benefits meta believes ai can offer the company's metaverse plans uh, the ability to communicate with anyone in any language that's a superpower people have dreamed of forever and ai is going to deliver that within our lifetimes says uh, mark zuckerberg in an online presentation Uh, The company says that although commonly spoken languages like English, Mandarin and Spanish are well catered for by current translation tools, roughly 20% of the world's population do not speak languages covered by these systems. Often these underserved languages do not have easily um, accessible corpuses of written text that are needed to train AI systems or sometimes have no standardized writing system at all. Uh, meta says it wants to overcome these challenges by developing a new machine learning technique in two specific areas the first focus dubbed no language left behind will concentrate on building AI models that can learn to translate languages using fewer training examples. The second universal speech translator will aim to build systems that directly translate speech in real time from one language to another without the need of written uh, component to serve as a, an intermediary, a common technique from any translation apps. So, so it'll be like uh, the Star Trek uh, universal translator. Uh so actually Mark Zuckerberg I announced recently or uh Lex Friedman who's a podcaster. Uh he does a kind of a online re- uh podcast and um he's like an MIT graduate in in robotics and he's into AI and all that stuff. I listen to him pretty often. But he uh he's having Mark Zuckerberg on, so I suppose a lot of that stuff will be talked about. Um, yeah, so that's interesting, some of the new new things that they're trying to integrate into Metaverse. But I don't know, it's a lot of people think it's not going to take off, and some people think it will. But virtual reality is definitely, it kind of, it. it like say with the PlayStation VR1, you know, it became kind of big for a while, and then it went down again, and so they're trying to build it back up now again but uh yeah i suppose they're getting better and better and uh more integrated Uh, auto upload ps5 captures are coming to the us you'll be able to access captures in the app so what's this following a brief appearance in january sony is officially bringing the ability to have your ps5 screenshots and videos auto uploaded to the playstation mobile app uh, to more countries sony began testing the feature in canada in october the expanded rollout which Sony stresses is a gradual one will first start in the Americas so you can just take a screenshot of a game you're playing or something like that and get it uh, auto uploaded if you want onto the onto your maybe your profile on the Playstation Network or something like that uh, we're gradually rolling out the ability to share your PS5 game captures through PS app in more regions, oh, yeah, so that's what they're going to be I, I've never, I've taken screenshots of like uh, <laughs> I always go on playing uh, Gran Turismo and um, get my own car in my own colour and <laughs> in the colour and <laughs> like my car in real life in Gran Turismo and like put it in fancy places and take screenshots of it it's uh, funny, but um, yeah, now I'll be, <laughs> I'll be able to auto-upload them to the internet, which is it's, I think you can do it anyway, but uh, they're just making it where it'll automatically do it, so uh, Trump's Truth Social app can't be Twitter, but it doesn't have to, uh, now it just needs to stop glitching, so uh, Donald Trump has brought out his own social media app called Truth Social um, I think it's only available on Apple, it's not available on Android yet, it's being developed for android or whatever uh, and it's only available in america i think at the moment uh, so it's kind of very limited it's just apple in america uh, so after months of speculation tribulation and hype former president donald trump's uh, had, donald trump has launched his long-awaited social media platform truth social on monday uh, the app, a shameless Twitter clone, <laughs> oh, yeah, same as Getter. Getter is another very uh, Twitter clone. Uh, is, avail- is available to download on the Apple App Store and sits atop of the Apple of Apple's download charts as of publication on Wednesday. But despite all of the excitement, Truth Social remains totally unusable. Hours after the app's uh, President's Day launch, it suffered dozens of technical glitches. From a 13-hour outage to users who are unable to make an account, let alone receive the confirmation email that allows them to start the process of joining. Even if you were able to secure a username, it's likely you've been placed on an over 300,000-person waiting list to even start posting your truths. (laughs) Uh, Trump language for tweets. Uh, To be fair, uh, Devin Nunes, former uh, House member and head of Trump Media and Technology, told Fox News on Sunday that the app wouldn't be fully operational until the end of March. Uh, So, okay, Donald Trump has his own version of Twitter. (laughs) Uh, firefighting strategies need an extreme makeover, UN warns. A report, the report is a roadmap for how uh, to live with fire. Um, nations need to spend more money learning to live with wildfires rather than burning through cash fighting them, uh, says the United Nations report. Uh, the report predicts a dramatic rise in extreme fires and warns that there need to be a radical shift on how governments address them. Globally, extreme wildfires are expected to increase by up to 14% this decade and up to 50% at the end of the century. Uh, conventional firefighting which tackles blazes as they happen won't be enough to meet the new Says, yeah, So I've seen a documentary about that before. And you know the likes California in California and America, the the firefighters there traditionally always did um, containment fires. So in when there was no fire, they set a fire, but a very specific control fire along edges of dried brush and things like that, along strips of land. You know, um, so that when a wildfire broke out, that land was already like a strip of land was already scorched, and it stopped in. in in common areas where it happened very regularly it stopped them from spreading so once they got to the edge of the burned area there was nothing else to burn and the fire stopped from spreading but because of environmental concerns and things like that they stopped doing the they stopped the firefighters from doing those containment fires the prevention fires and um, then the f- the fires the, when the proper fires came out they were able to spread pretty easily uh, so you have to have kind of sometimes long term thinking with these kind of things and a uh, uh, let's see what more the article says to cope the report says two thirds of government spending on wildfires ought to go towards preparation and, uh, and adapting to big blazes the remainder can go towards fighting fires in the moment uh, it's a significant shift from today's priorities the majority of funding currently goes towards responding to wildfires with less than 1% funneled into planning yeah that's the problem Uh, Current government responses to wildfires are are often putting money in the wrong place, uh, said uh, Inger Anderson, UNEP um, executive director. Uh, Those emergency service workers and firefighters on the front lines who are risking their lives to fight forest wildfires need to be supported. Supporting those firefighters, the report says, means adopting more effective strategies for taming blazes. Uh, much of the modern uh, western world has emphasized stomping out all fires even those that were a natural part of the ecosystem ironically fire suppression can actually lead to more intense blazes because it allows dry tinder to build up on forest floors yeah exactly uh, in contrast, some indigenous peoples in the Karuk tribe in California traditionally set small, controlled fires that kept larger, spontaneous wildfires more manageable. That's exactly what the firefighter teams were doing as well, uh, and they were kind of stopped doing that. Uh, the UN report recommends leaning into that indigenous knowledge and yeah, and the firefighters' knowledge as well until they were stopped doing it, and focusing on control burns uh, and other ways to clear the way of dead branches and vegetation. That can fuel forest fires. That might also might also include thinning, thinning out forests, letting livestock graze in strategic places, and encouraging the growth of less flammable plants to create fuel breaks. Uh, so yeah, that's very that's very interesting. Um, Google will no longer require U.S. employees to be vaccinated in co- against COVID nineteen. Uh, Is relaxing COVID nineteen policies for campus amenities as well. Uh, Google is no longer requiring its US-based workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 according to the CNBC according to CNBC. However, a policy that requires staffers to be vaccinated uh, to return to the office is still in place for the moment according to the New York Times. We're not enforcing vaccination requirements as a condition of employment for US office workers at this time. Google spokesperson Laura Lee Eckerson said so yeah there. a lot of the uh, the, the um, COVID policies are being relaxed now uh, so um, yeah that's a uh that's uh slowly but surely happening in the uk happening here and various uh, countries around the world as hopefully we're coming out of it and hopefully the uh, the last few variants are getting uh more spreadable but but milder um effects and hopefully you know uh, it keeps going in that direction as it traditionally has done with um different diseases but it's not necessarily um This is not necessarily a traditional disease. Um, Pod-based ice creams aims to overhaul frozen treats, the frozen treats industry. So as you know, we have the pod-based machines for making coffee and things like that. Now there's um, pod-based machines for ice cream. A machine which uses a pod-based system to create frozen treats, including ice cream, cocktails, and coffee has been, it, it makes all of them. Uh, the company behind the machine, Cold Snap, said they want to change how these types of products are made and stored and doing so significantly to significantly reduce emissions. And uh, Nikki Quip, so there's a, this is on the BBC and it's um, there's a kind of a video to go with it uh, if you want to see more about that. Uh, but they're having pod machines for making ice cream now. Uh, but th- we had kind of something like that, remember those um. Cornetto what were they called um, I forget what they were but you'd, you'd get the the cone an empty cone and put it on the machine on the holder and then you put the ice cream it was in like a tube into the machine you pull down the handle hard and it makes the it pours out the ice cream for you uh it was like yeah i forget what they were carneto go or something like that and they were actually <laughs> i remember they were delicious years ago i don't think you can get them anymore i remember they stopped doing them for years and in there was one shop like on the way into bally Bunyan that used to still do them for i don't know where they were getting them from but they had them years after everybody else and uh but i i don't know if you can get them anywhere now anymore but they were very Carnetto soft or something like that i forget the name but um yeah (laughs) i remember those uh ukraine eu deploys um rapid response team oh yeah so there's a the some um ukraine or the russians have taken over a few different parts of the ukraine that they say were uh held by russian supporting kind of separatists or whatever and uh so they but they've they've done a they've sent peacekeepers (laughs) as they've said but Europe and the rest of the world don't call them peacekeepers as Joe Biden said it was an invasion it's an invasion so Uh, cyber rapid oh yeah so in the tech side of things um, the Ukrainians have been attacked with cyber attacks as well and uh, the European Union are trying to help them so a cyber rapid response team is being deployed across Europe after a call to help from Ukraine Uh, the newly formed team of eight to 12 experts from lithuania croatia poland estonia romania and the netherlands has committed to help defend ukraine from cyber attacks remotely and on site in the country and official warned attacks are likely uh, we can see that cyber measures are important uh, are an important part of russia's hybrid toolkit uh, the crrt official said it comes after the UK and US uh, blamed Russia for cyber attacks earlier this month that temporarily took out a small, a small number of Ukrainian banking and government websites offline. They also shut down the electricity in some part of the Ukraine. They 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 hacked in the, apparently the Russians hacked into their um, into one of their power systems and shut down uh, shut down the power. I, and they got it, I don't know how long it took them to get it back up but it took a while anyway. Uh, the Lithuania Ministry for Defence tweeted in response to, this that was a while back though, it wasn't uh, in the recent, in what's going on recently, but it was maybe a couple of months back or something. Uh, the Lithuanian Ministry for Defence tweeted in response to Ukraine's request we are activating a Lithuanian-led cyber rapid response team which will help Ukrainian uh, institutions to cope with growing cyber threats. The crrt our european union initiative to help deepen defense and cooperation between member states uh, so that's good they're trying to help out the ukraine uh, cyber attacks bring down many ukrainian websites so that's another article about it uh, ukraine has been hit by more cyber attacks which the government say are on a completely different level to normal uh, so yeah they're under attack in from many different ways um Virgin Hyperloop to focus on cargo, not people. Virgin Hyperloop, a futuristic train service that promised a new era of of travel for passengers will be focusing on cargo uh, instead of people, it has revealed. The company told the BBC News... Uh, that the change of direction was due to global supply chain issues and COVID. The Financial Times, uh, the first reported, who first reported the story, said it had also laid off more than 100 staff members. Uh, experts have expressed doubts about the engineering challenges and practices of the Hyperloop travel. Uh, the company said the global supply chain has experienced dramatic changes in the past year, due in part to the worldwide pandemic. And Virgil Hyperloop is a a company is responding to strong customer demand for a cargo-based Hyperloop system and is focusing its resources on delivering that. Uh, DP World a logistics provider owned by the Dubai government and a majority stakeholder in Virgin Hyperloop told the Financial Times that focusing on pallets is easier to do there is less risk for passengers and less of a regulatory uh, process uh, the idea of Hyperloop uh, was first conceived by tech entrepreneur Elon Musk who suggested the idea of high speed transport uh, system in a vacuum tube and it uses magnets as well isn't it it's a maglev it's like levity so there's less friction and then uh, there's no air resistance in a in a vacuum Uh, the pods would travel through the tubes at more than 600 miles per hour on magnetic tracks similar to those used by existing maglev trains Uh, there are several firms working to make the vision a reality including hyperloop transportation technologies and virgin hyperloop Uh, so that's interesting um where that's going to end up that technology Uh, Zuckerberg reveals AI projects to power metaverse Uh, meta founder Mark Zuckerberg has unveiled so there's a lot about metaverse this week Um, several uh, ambitious artificial intelligence projects describing AI as the key to unlocking the metaverse in a live stream demonstration he created a basic virtual world including an island trees and a beach using the AI feature builder bot Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg also announced a plan to build a universal speech translator yeah so we talked about that earlier uh, so now you can kind of build your own little land in the metaverse uh so oh yeah place playstation vr2 VR so we already talked about that ford recalls 330,784 mustangs over faulty backup camera wiring uh and as we know the mustang is now for sale here as well i don't know if the european cars will be getting the recall but they are in america by the looks of it the recall fix involves replacing a wiring harness in the deck lid or possibly in the boot lid uh, the entire camera unit uh, Ford is recalling uh, those Mustangs of between 2015 and 2017. Uh, I think that's when they started selling them over here as well, over concerns that their rear view cameras could either be too dim to use or simply cut out altogether. The issue stems from a faulty wiring harness inside the Mustang's rear deck lid that can become loose or damaged. The fix for this issue is uh, luckily pretty simple and involves replacing either the harness or in some cases the camera itself. Uh, this recall like all recalls will be performed free of charge by your local Ford dealer owners of the affected cars can expect to be notified by Ford uh, so I presume if you I, d- I don't know if it will affect because there are usually different factories and everything will be different the American made cars and the, the the I think the cars are made in England and Holland and places like that Ford's I don't know Poland possibly Um so i wouldn't unless you hear from ford themselves if you have a mustang i wouldn't be too worried about it you could contact your dealer if you wanted and ask if you're if you have a mustang would the that mustang be included in the recall for the rear camera Uh, google has fixed the most annoying thing about your google home or nest speaker Uh, the quick tip will change how you interact with google assistant you ask your smart speaker a question like, what's the weather like today? Or give a command to play a song or your, from your favorite album. The speaker springs to life and begins to talk to you. But it uh, just won't stop. It keeps going on and on and rambling on. Oh, yeah, that's happened. I've asked a question uh, Did I re- uh, thought I would get a simple answer. And it was like, in 1945, and it keeps talking and talking and talking. And you just want it to end. Uh, if it's a Google Assistant Power Speaker, like the Google Home or Nest Mini, you can say, hey, Google, and then, uh, well, see, I set off my phone. <laughs> um, uh, i lost my train of thought then if it's google assistant part yeah yeah and then um any number of commands to shut it up but now there's a quicker way uh thanks to a recent update that google announced on twitter um you no longer have to use a two-part response to get google assistant you only have to say stop but i that's that's i've been using that for a long time um I Do you know when there's an alarm going off or something, uh, like I set a timer, when I'm cooking something in the oven, I always use the speaker for that. They're very handy. You can say, hey, and then they will um, say, set a timer for 30 minutes and it'll boop, 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 after 30 minutes. Very handy. Um Uh, so but when it's ringing I just say stop I don't even say hey uh, the name of the (laughs) software it will set my phone off again I don't even say that I just say stop and it stops yeah but um, if Google Assistant is talking to you all you have to do is say stop oh but it's I don't think the stop worked while it was talking to me I I don't know if I tried that Um, but now it does Uh, and that's very handy with alarms and things like that you don't have to say and I used to say it for years but I just one day I just said stop and then it stopped. (laughs) I was probably mad at it. It's gone off again (laughs) Uh, and it will cease from speaking. It's a useful new feature to prevent Google Assistant from blabbing incredibly long directions. Uh, to a destination for example or giving you too thorough a weather forecast yeah so that's it Uh, so you can just say stop so that's very handy um unfortunately the stop feature currently only works on smart displays oh wait hold on smart displays like the google nest hub and the lenovo smart clock um as well as on smart speakers like the Google Home and the Sonos One that means that the feature is currently unavailable on smartphones watches and tablets and have uh, Google Assistant uh, that have Google Assistant but that could eventually change Uh, but it's definitely well it's worked for alarms and stuff on the speakers without saying anything uh, timers and all that Uh, so our last few stories here the best horror movies to watch on uh, what's this Netflix Uh, this is on a Seen it. Uh, Raw 2016. After viewing this film, you might just have a new favorite film director in Julia. Cournot. It sounds like a French name, Du Uh Raw follows Justine, a vegetarian, in her first year of veterinary school <laughs> who caves to peer pressure, eats raw meat, and winds up with a rash all over her body. The film tackles questions of identity in a necessarily powerful and symbolic way. So I haven't seen that now. Uh, t- raw, uh, His House 2020 movie, a horror that hits close to home, revealing its supernatural evils through a harrowing human story. Uh, His House follows boy and real a refugee couple from sudan who struggle to adapt their new life in an english town uh, don't expect straightforward jump scares his house plays into the psychological specters of the past adding even more corridors to torment a heart re- a heart rending uh, powerful piece. the exorcist 1973 of course that's a classic um very scary uh, even to this day uh, the killing of a sacred deer I haven't seen that I haven't seen uh, The o- Exorcist is the only one I've seen so far uh, 2017 a lot of these movies too could be available on the US Netflix and not available on the Irish Netflix so uh, double check if you if you want to watch any of them um, Your Ghost Lathomos Twisted Sensibilities ruined your dinner after the lobster then saved the killing of a sacred deer for another time uh, of the day <laughs> the psychological horror presents its characters with painful unthinkable choices Nicole Kidman and Colin far- Okay. As a couple who fall mysteriously ill after Barry Keown's Martin enters their lives. If you like horror focused on human evils rather than supernatural monsters, this is a squirm for... Okay, so that sounds interesting. Sounds horrific. It follows... It's another one. A shortly crafted the expertly crafted horror uh, film that quietly doubles as an allegory for stds you read uh, that <laughs> correctly it follows uh, trains its lens on a supernatural entity that lives in proprietary uh constantly pursuing its prey as a slow zombie-like pace uh, so i've seen that but i kind of forget it now but i remember it was okay uh, gremlins 1984 of course most people know that that's a classic the platform 2019 i think i was talking about that last week possibly uh, that's a very interesting movie as well, Spanish-made movie. Nightingale, 2018. A warning: The Nightingale depicts extreme graphic scenes of violence. Uh, in that mind, proceed with har- uh, with uh, caution with this harrowing story. Uh, so that sounds <laughs> mad. Creep, 2014. Caliber So there's a big list of all the latest movie the uh, latest uh horror movies are uh that are available on Netflix in the US anyway, so you'd have to double check here on um that's on CNET. So if you want to have a look more. And that's it. That's has uh, been Tech Thursday for today. I hope you've enjoyed that. Um this has been Tech Thursday. As always you can call zero six nine double six two hundred or you can text or WhatsApp um, 087-166-9800 um, but uh, the best place I suppose if you have any questions you can email patrick102fm at gmail.com or reception102 at gmail.com and you can mark, mark that down for Tech Thursday and I will get back to you on the next show. Uh, thank for li- thank you for listening. This has been Tech Thursday. We've got through a nice bit of stuff today. Uh, I'll talk to you again next week and this show is available for a podcast and all your favorite podcasts apps, you just look up Tech Thursday. Uh, I've been Patrick Sheehan. See you next week. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on Western 102 FM.